Hello and welcome to the Mystery School from Los Angeles, California. It's your host, Michael Benner. For the next 20 or 25 minutes or so, we talk about personal and spiritual development, self-awareness and spiritual activism, how to create more rewarding and effective life in the world. It's uh, Sunday, September 29th of 2013 as we do this live, though most people listen to either the podcast or streaming some sort of replay on demand. If you are with us live, you're invited to comment with the text box on the page in front of you and uh, ask questions as well, and we'll take a look at those toward the end of the program. But in any event, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to the podcast or the stream, we appreciate you being here. Remember, we have a premium training that expands on each week's topic that follows immediately at 10.30. That's Pacific Time, of course, one thirty Eastern Time, and that's 17 hours universal. Self-love is our topic. And... In promoting this on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and elsewhere, one of the phrases I was using is self-love is not what you think. And that's a deliberate play on words. Obviously, it's not what you think if it's an emotion, self-love. But also self-love really has very little to do with anything that the individual self generates. Because ultimately, and this is really the point of the class today, self-love is spiritual love. It's a spiritual energy that comes through us, but not really from us. comes through us as life itself, an energy that illumines and animates us. Without it, we're just a sack of protoplasm. So... Ultimately, love is the life force. A Christian might call it Holy Spirit. Others might use terms like Alan Vital or Chi or Ki or Kundalini or Prana to refer to this life force. But as an emotion, most of us are highly biased and you'll come to see, I think, clearly incorrect in our assumption that the love we feel for other people comes from other people. And it's just not true. And a more advanced understanding would be, well, of course not. That's my love for them that I'm feeling. That love comes from me. Well, that's closer to the truth than believing that somebody gives you love, but to be technically correct, all love, whether it's romantic love, the love of a family, the way you love your children or your parents, the way you love your pets, the way you love what a beautiful day it is today. Some people love their cars, and (laughs) some people say, well, I love my job, or I love this activity. All love in every situation is not coming at you. It's really not coming from you. 
so much as it's coming through you, it is the source of life. Now, what I guess is confusing at first when we consider this is that why love then would be so variable. If love is the life force itself that animates us, gives us energy, allows us to move around, if the life force is more than just calories from the food that we eat, and certainly we need that, and we need oxygen, and we need water, but the idea is that psychologically and philosophically, we are beings that are animated by an invisible energy. And this is easier to understand in an age now where we have radio and TV and the internet. The airwaves are full of electromagnetic energy on a variety of frequencies that you can receive with a radio with a television set, with any one of a number of devices, we're able to receive information through the air. Auditory information, visual information, pictures like TV, streaming movies. I mean, most of our computers are hooked to the Internet through a wireless device. So even then, You're getting information wirelessly, magnetically through the air. Your cell phones are communicating. They're really little radios with the ability to contact a cell tower and then relay that information on um, to somebody on the other side of the world, for example. Your GPS, which may be in your car or an app in your telephone is bouncing off a satellite that is 26,000 miles into space orbiting around the earth wirelessly. So the idea that life as an energy is similarly electromagnetic and everywhere equally present is a little easier, you'd think, for us to accept and understand than it may have been for our ancestors before radio, before television, before such things were commonplace, cell phones, wireless routers, Wi-Fi, what have you. Okay, so that's the concept. Now, most people treat love or think of it as some sort of commodity that is exchanged, that If I can create an arrangement, let's take romantic love, where I say to somebody that I really care about, well, I'll love you if you love me. I will here like give you this basket of love if you give me a basket of love, like some kind of a swap. And in spite of appearances, it's absurd on the surface. It's just not true. I could hand you a puppy or a kitten. And if you like animals, that puppy starts licking your face, for example, and demonstrating its affection for you, and you feel loved and loving and lovable. And yet, do those feelings of love for the puppy come from the puppy? Are you able to feel the puppy's feelings psychically? Well, no, of course not. 
What you're feeling is your own love, and this is our topic today, self-love, all love is self-love, and all self-love, all love, is ultimately divine in that it is the life force. The magnetic, electromagnetic energy that really animates all life, that causes it to grow and evolve, that in a sense harmonizes and unifies all things in the world. That's the nature of the connection that we feel to each other. And even to animals and the plant kingdom as well, for you tree huggers that really love being in nature and feel really connected to nature. That's the whole idea. It's love that is the unifying force. So when the puppy licks your face or the kitten purrs while you pet it, and you feel this strong emotional connection, this affinity, that's your love coming through you, not from the animal to you. And so in the same way, romantically, if somebody says, you know, you're really nice, I'm really caring about developing this relationship, I'm really excited about the prospects, I and not only like you, I think I'm falling in love with you, and you feel this rush, this wonderful feeling, and you say back, yes, I, I think I love you too, you're not exchanging feelings. You didn't do that feeling to each other. You could say, well, you stimulated the love, but what you're feeling is your own love coming through you, the life force coming through you. Now, in the premium training... In a little while, we'll get into this in depth, but again, it begs the question, well, why then is love so variable? If love is the life force itself, why does it ebb and flow? Why are there times that we feel so lonely and alienated, even abandoned and isolated, so separated from things, if Love is this unifying, harmonizing life force that flows through all living things. Well, it has to do with an understanding of fear. Again, not fear as a response to any kind of danger, but fear as anxiety and stress and nervousness and, and apprehension that is a feeling that goes with anything unknown or confusing. That tends to inhibit or limit our ability to feel love, to feel loved, loving, and lovable. And the more fear, by any name, anxiety, worry, doubt, nervousness, trepidation, apprehension, concern, you know, we'll say, well, I'm not afraid, but I do have my concerns. Well, call it what you want. It all comes down to the same thing. Let's just call it what it is. It's fear. Clinically, I guess the correct term would be anxiety. Anxiety is fear that you feel when danger is not a factor, but danger is almost never a factor in our fears and our stresses and 
our anxieties, and even when it is, the fear is what you do not know about the danger rather than an indication that the danger is why you're afraid. All fear is fear of the unknown, whether dangerous or not. So when you don't know something about danger, you could confuse the fear of not knowing about the danger with the fear of danger. Most people do. And then they think that, well, all fear must have some danger in it. No, all fear, by any name, anxiety, stress, worry, apprehension, is what you don't know about a situation, whether it's dangerous or not. And that fear, that anxiety, that stress inhibits, limits, or blocks the life force love coming through you. So when someone says, I love you, and you feel a rush of love, that did not come from them. What that did was take away your fear that you're not all that lovable. And it's like a big relief. It's like, oh, oh, I guess I'm okay then. Maybe I really could have a wonderful loving relationship or two or three or four or something. Maybe I am okay. Maybe I am lovable. And that letting go of muscular tension, that release of stress, allows the love that is the life force to flow through you with much greater potential, much greater power. But you give the person that made you feel safe credit for causing you to feel loved. Then when your empty spots come back again, because inevitably you'll encounter some fear, some confusion, some anxiety about things unknown, you tend to blame the person that allowed you to feel loved in the first place. As if, well, you loved me for a while and I felt filled and full and now I'm feeling empty, so what did you do? What? Or what are you not doing? Why aren't you loving me now? Right? Well, don't give them credit for the love other than that they helped you feel safe enough to experience your own love. But even more to the point, don't blame them for your fear coming back. That's your confusion. It's what you don't know about life and particularly yourself that's inhibiting or blocking the love, don't you see? This is not really a complex topic, but it's an important concept in psychology. It's understood around the world, but only by a handful of people. I'd say offhand seems maybe... 5% or less of people in the world really have any idea what love really is and where it comes from. Much less an understanding of the qualities of love. That's actually our title for today, the qualities of love, which include happiness and joy, kindness, uh, compassion and and mercy and forgiveness, tolerance and patience and generosity and good humor, even healing 
You know, laughter is the best medicine. Uh, healing is a function of love. Love heals. Love grows things. Love improves and changes and refines things. and has countless qualities. Just like white light from the sun, refracted through a prism, reveals many colors, countless colors. You may see seven basic colors in the rainbow. But in fact, permutations and combinations reveal millions of colors, of shades and hues and variations in color within what we call clear white light. And so it is with love. It comes into the world in many qualities and many forms. And so the bottom line is that Not only do you already have the love you're looking for, you're promising to give it to someone who gives love to you. But it's not a swap. You can radiate love, give love away, initiate a loving process where love is shared like a magnetic field, like a sympathetic vibration, You hit the right note on the piano and the snare drum over in the corner vibrates all by itself. Sympathetic oscillation. That's sort of, you know, what love is. I feel your vibration. We're vibrating together, right? This is part of the majesty and the magic, the beauty and the wonder of love. It's many qualities, the way it changes, improves, refines things, And, of course, the impact that it has on our entire lives, particularly our relationships with other people. But we need to take ownership and responsibility and understand that all love is ultimately divine love. It's spiritual love. It comes from the source of life, the creator, so to speak. A religious person would say God A philosopher would say the absolute. A mystic would say awareness or consciousness. All love is the life force, the energy from the source of life moving through you and is variable only in terms of the fear that we have of things unknown in our lives, whether dangerous or not. The more you know about a danger, the less you fear it, right? So understand that all fear is fear of the unknown, and what's standing at the center of things unknown in your life is you. Are you lovable? Are you deserving of love? Can you handle love in your life? So not only do you have the love you're looking for, you are the love you're looking for, and that's your relationship with life itself, the one life, the one heart, the one love, the nature of divinity. So that's it for the free forum today. Just touching, just, you know, 20, 25 minutes there. But if you jump over to theagelesswisdom.com, the website, starting with the W's, dot theagelesswisdom.com, with your bank card, you can sign up in about 60 seconds Get the URL page for each week's event. You do it now or up until the next newsletter comes out. 
you'll get today's premium training. You get the URL and the password that you need. And if you subscribe or enroll for more than one week, there's a 13-week option and a full-year option with some nice discounts, you'll get an email every Saturday night or Sunday morning with that week's new URL page and that week's password. And you hold on to that so you can listen live or streaming by demand. You can download the MP3 onto your computer, put it on your smartphone or your other MP3 player like an iPod, and uh, listen to them as often as you'd like. Build a little library of personal and spiritual development classes or webinars. Hey, thanks a lot for being here. Hope to see you in the premium training in just a few minutes, but in any event, we're here every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, again, we will have a time change in about four or five weeks, so watch the newsletter for that. Depending on where you live, we'll always post the Universal Time Greenwich. And be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.